Swanky 93.3 and the Heat 94.6 brings back the hottest hip-hop radio show live from KLP Entertainment and KLP Studio. Morning with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. You know what it is? Put your hands up. Tune in now on any audio platform. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome, welcome, welcome. We just gonna chill it down real quick. Hey, let chill vibe, let let chill vibe today. We back in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Come on now. Hey. Yeah. Uh. We're going to get started in a minute, y'all. Welcome to the podcast, KLP After Party Podcast. Welcome to the show, y'all. We back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, again, welcome, 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 yeah, yeah, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast, this is the KLP After Party Podcast, welcome back, y'all, we are back here in the studio, I welcome you guys, not only, not only back to the network of KLP Network, but welcome back to the show, welcome back to the stream, if you're watching, if you're watching, if you're watching, all right, 
I don't know. Oh, there it is. Now it's popping back. All right. If y'all can hear me in the, in the chats, thank y'all so much. Hey, things like this happen. When you live, things like this do happen. Uh, but like I was saying, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to not only the KLP Network and the KLP After Party Podcast. Um, yeah, welcome back to the podcast. I am very, very excited for this one. Like I was getting ready to say, and then I had to check a chord because uh, my, my uh, computer here wasn't getting uh, sound. But now we got sound coming out. And there we go. Now we fixed it. Uh, yeah. So it feels good to be back here into the studio. Yes, I am back. Uh, I'm your gracious, humble, and highly favorite uh, podcast host, KLP Kennedy Lucas, here as well with that new KLP uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, last week, give it up. Give it up for... Give it up to everybody that lives in New York. Yeah, I got to give it up to them. I got to give it up to everybody that was in New York, everybody that participated in New York Fashion Week, everybody who was content creating in New York last week. We had a ball. When I tell y'all we had a ball, we had a ball. So I'm very, very appreciative of all of the models that I was allowed to film. I am very, very appreciative of... The ATF Fashion House. Uh, shout out to you guys because uh, you guys granted permission for us to film two of your shows. And, of course, we filmed them out. And, of course, they're in the documentary. Over the past weekend, we did start the editing process of the documentary as well. Street Style Forever. So that's coming along. Very, very grateful. Very, very humbled about that one because... Um, it's my third documentary, right? Everybody knows that every I've been tweeting, I've been Instagram and Facebooking about the documentary, but this one is special simply because it's not only number three. It's something different about this one. And I guess I got to say it's different because now I am in the light of things where now I'm getting more behind the scenes, right? This third one, I'm, my camera cameras are in my film crew. We're out and in person with all of the fashion models and all of the fashion uh, shows that we've been to. And of course, me filming all over New York. We got snowed in one day in New York. So that was very, very fun to film. So this documentary is going to be I got to say, and I know I say this with every movie that I have, right? And I've, of course, I've got some bad reviews with my movies out there on IMDb right now. I'm sure everybody read those. But, you know, I got to say that I honestly got to say that this documentary is just something, something very special. I think this is going to be the best one yet simply because now I'm getting more personal. I'm getting up close. I'm getting more content. And everybody has been enjoying the film style of what we've been doing. I met so many wonderful, wonderful models that, you know, I was able to cut up video while in New York, while filming a documentary, while making music, while on location filming, cutting up footage and sending it to other models. And then they posted it on their social medias. So it's just amazing, amazing thing. I do recommend a lot of people, if you haven't dabbled so much into New York Fashion Week, let me tell y'all, y'all can't go wrong with that. You can You cannot go wrong with being able to film and to really know people and to really uh, go out there and film and show your talent. And then models, when I tell them like, hey, you know, we're filming for not only just for filming purposes, but we're filming a documentary and everybody was very, very excited about the documentary as well. So I get very, very stoked with that. 
it just really, really has me going and it has me going wild. So um, like I say, New York Fashion Week was fantastic. Uh, I got to say, mission accomplished, right? We we had it. We had it. We had a timeline, y'all. Whether we had to go, we when we went to New York, I left Friday night right after leaving the office, solidifying some things, signing up for doing some final paperwork on some things. Hopped on the plane, came to went to New York, and then filmed throughout the entirety of the week. Yes, we filmed the entirety of the week. This, and yes, we did eat and we did go to a museum. We ended up going to MoMA, uh, which I didn't film at MoMA this time because obviously you guys can see that we filmed MoMA in the first documentary. So I really wanted to go out and film things where I haven't been before, right? I didn't want to film at MoMA. I didn't want to film um, other parts of New York that we've been to because We've already got that before. You know, I didn't want to go to the different museums. I didn't want to go to Vanderbilt. I didn't want to go to all except for Grand Central Station, right? We filmed that again in Roosevelt Island because there's a segment in the documentary that really is very, very memorable in this documentary. So those are the, the two places that we did twice, right? But they're different, right? Completely, completely different from the other two documentaries. So uh, I'm stoic. I'm very, very excited. Um, I cannot wait for everybody to see the final end result of the project. After editing, and we still got a lot of editing to do, um, this documentary, drumroll please, might be looking at two hours and 30 minutes. Two hours and 30 minutes. Yes. So two hours and 30 minutes is what we're probably going to be looking at for this documentary. The last one, we went three hours, right? And it worked. Everybody, people watched it, right? I look at it, but people don't believe me when I say this, but it is so true when I talk about these things, but it is so true that, you know, when I see my records and see the, the stats, my revenue of all my movies from my distribution team, we're doing really, really well. Um, so surprisingly enough that we're doing really, really well. And when it comes down to that, I've got to say, <clears throat> excuse me, that one of my, my hits right now, besides Street Style Homecoming is still Eden Prime, right? And Eden Prime was a 2022 film, right? So I get very, very excited when I see an older movie that I did two years ago, still making, still making some money and people are still enjoying it. Now we had some people that didn't like it, right? I had some real harsh reviews I have, but I'm... I to me I'm very very excited to get not excited to get back reviews because I you know I, it just every movie that I make and I get a review I'm always working to see okay what can I do to make this better but I don't get discouraged when people write bad reviews of my movies right you don't like it you don't like it I I don't I don't make movies to expect everybody to like it right I I I honestly do think that everybody don't like my movies and I'm okay with that because I'm still going to be making movies. I'm still going to be on Prime and Tubi and hopefully Netflix and Hulu with the next documentary, right? So I'm still grinding. I'm still encouraged to keep making movies and I'm still keep making movies. Um, they're going to take time to make these movies because I tell you guys, and I say this to a lot of film people that making a documentary and I told some of the models in New York, Yes, we're making a, a documentary, but this is going to cost me some money, right? Filming, yes, film costs, location costs, music costs money, editing costs money, getting subtitles and captions, that costs money, right? Getting the right text, that costs money. Um, getting clearances on some of these footages, that costs money. Distribution, that costs money. So everything costs money when making a movie, right? But um, I'm very, very excited for that. So I am 
I'm thankful for you guys for making it happen because, you know, I was able to, you know, shut down KLP Entertainment for in, in my other businesses for a week so I can go and pr- pursue this dream, go and pursue this filming. And it, it turned out really, really well. So um, like I say, not too, I ain't going to talk too much about New York, right? You just got to see the documentary when it comes out um, so that way you do know the style of it. I am guzzling some water. Uh, because I did mention we got snowed in. So this past weekend, <laughs> I came back to Atlanta in, on Thursday, and then I had to run to the office on Friday. And I'm getting better now, but I think I came down with something over the weekend. Um, I was very nasally and very, very, like, stuffy. And, like, my throat kind of hurt, but it didn't, didn't hurt to where it was, like, the flu, knock on wood here. Because I know quite a few people that caught the flu last week. Um but if you can hear it in my voice, then you know that it's 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 like it's it's like I'm eighty percent better, right? Versus over the weekend, so I ended up going home, staying home, and just kind of well, I did go to the gym, so I kind of I lied because I wasn't terribly sick, but I was kind of sick. I mean, I was stuffy, but I still had the energy to go to the gym. But I ended up um, being kind of almost bed rest a little bit while going into the studio to look at some film footage and putting and starting the edits of the documentary. So it's been a crazy weekend, but it's been kind of a chill weekend. So uh, yeah, that's how my weekend was, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that for sure, but we're back. Can't wait for this week of podcasting. KLP Aftermath is coming back. Me and Rocco coming back in the studio. And of course, yes, we are coming back with SNN Primetime News. Cannot wait for that. Super excited for that. If you've been watching SNN Primetime News as of late, we've changed some things, if you know what I mean. So we didn't come on the show to talk about KLP Entertainment stuff, right? I came on the show because I really wanted to talk about this thing here. Now, this was a, a snippet. Uh, for The Breakfast Club because we have the availability to play things on the show. And I wanted to kind of chime in on that as well as the advertisements come in. So we're going to let the advertisements roll in the intro because, of course, we don't have clearance for that. Um, but I wanted to chime in on this. Now, Charlemagne calls out toxic, toxic singles on Valentine's Day. Now, I wanted to talk about this one because um, we had Valentine's Day a couple of days ago. Uh, we had Valentine's Day couple of days ago so now we're getting ready into it now we get into the sauce of me talking about valentine's day because a lot of people say where was i on valentine's day and i would i gladly tell you i was in new york filming on valentine's day everybody probably went out with their booze and bays i saw it all over the instagrams i saw it all over the instagrams you booze and bays and taking your your bay out to eat getting your bay something to some flowers and whatnot and charlamagne the god calls out toxic singles on valentine's day so, I'm letting this this is a long intro. Donkey today for Wednesday, February. This was Donkey of the day, by the way. Okay, if the Puma fits, you're going to wear it today. See, Valentine's Day, the day that is for the lover in you, the day that is for you and your lover. Okay, salute to everyone out there who has a Valentine. Drop on the clues, moms, for you. All right? How do you feel about Valentine's Day? Huh? 13% of people say it's their favorite holiday. 6% of people say they hate it. 5% say it's the most depressing day of the year. It 4% is. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> say they are more into Singles Awareness Day. 10% of people say they are single and loving it. 9% of people buy candy and flowers for themselves on Valentine's New Day. K-L-P. That's self-love. I respect it. Okay, 23% of single women would rather spend Valentine's Day with their pet than their romantic partner. Only 7% mm. of men say the same. 49% of Americans treat their pets 
on and shout out to uh, Charlemagne the guy I doubt he's listening to our show but shout out to him because he had a feature uh, this past week I want to say on ABC News and I was at the gym when I saw it and I was like oh shit that's that's Charlemagne the guy let me see what's going on because I'm a huge Breakfast Club fan right I'm always gonna go to the story that how I met DJ Envy out in the streets right he was driving his car I pulled up I didn't pull up on him like that, but, you know, I pulled up, walked up, and it was him. We took a picture, took a selfie, and that was it, right? So that's always going to be very memorable to me. Um, but, yes, I always like to relate to that story, I know, because and it's very fitting because I was just in New York last week. So, Sometimes. Treat But I love the Breakfast Club. I do. What? All right, we got to watch <laughs> those people because they might be taking doggy style literally. I'm reading you all these stats because God really put a word on my heart this morning and I must deliver. Did you know that's hilarious that Valentine's Day is less popular among men than women? 13% of men say Valentine's Day is their favorite holiday. 8% of men absolutely hate it. Meanwhile, 13% of women claim Valentine's Day is their favorite holiday compared to just 5% who hate it. Women enjoy the single life more than men do. Only 9% of women are single and actively uh, uh, searching for a boyfriend compared to 13% of men who say they are single and want a girlfriend. I want to talk to y'all today. And talk I want to you him, to bro. know that what I'm about to say is coming from a place of love. Okay, it's and there's a point to this. Why I'm playing this? To the Breakfast Club for years, and you know historically on Valentine's Day, uh, I have given donkey to people who don't have nobody. Yeah, yeah. And it's not that I was shaming people for not having nobody. Plenty of people don't have nobody, and they're happy. Okay, it's by choice. The people I would give donkey of the day to is the folks who didn't have nobody and would try to downplay those of us that do. Don't buy humbug on Valentine's Day yeah. because you single. Don't be the Grinch that stole Valentine's Day. You mad because at some point in your life, you fell in love with somebody and then found out they pronounced Valentine's Valentine's. Me? I just did mad. it, y'all. Valentine's. Okay, now you mad. All right? All, you mad at everybody who got a boo. You mad at the 85% of women that will be purchasing Valentine's Day cards. You mad at the <clears throat> 73% of flowers that will be purchased by men today. Sit your heart-shaped, candy-hating ass down and let me talk to you <laughs> because I have a... All right, so there there was a point why, because like, I love The Breakfast Club, and I love it the way we can play clips and stuff on the show now. I love that. I know that's that's very small to a lot of podcasters who, who Ben got the podcaster duo, but this system we just got weeks ago, and now I'm still kind of blown away with it. Um, so, yeah, me. I, I am guilty of this. And I'm guilty, but I'm kind of funny guilty with it. As my ESPN stuff, not sponsored to them, to them at all. Let me mute that. But I'm guilty to the calls. I am very guilty to the calls because, number one, I said Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And I know that's not right. And we were in New York. And my brother, we, we were all up in New York. And they said, no, it's Valentine's Day, Lucas. Not Valentine's Day. So I'm guilty to the, to the cause of this, but I am guilty to this because I joke around this kind of thing. What I just mentioned that I've seen a lot of my friends post a lot, whether they're out to eat, whether they got engaged, because I know quite a few of my friends on Instagram got engaged on Valentine's Day, right? A lot of people went out to eat. A lot of people post selfies with they booze and bays and all smiles and chuckles, right? I do think that you really, and I agree with Charlemagne to this case, that we can't really hate on somebody who have a boyfriend or girlfriend on Valentine's Day. It's their holiday. What Charlemagne the guy just said, you don't want to humbug 
on somebody who celebrates Valentine's Day. Now, I like I said, I'm guilty of it because I don't celebrate it because obviously I'm single, ready to mingle. But I say I'm guilty to the cause of it, but then I'm kind of joking a little a little bit too because, yeah, we all want to fall in love. We all want that special someone to say, hey, happy Valentine's Day. I also would agree to the people who are single that it, it is very expensive, right? We were in New York. Again, last week we were in New York, and I'm seeing all the fellas, this is based on where I was. Now, girls can buy things for their booze and bays as well, right? One of my friends got a new video game from his girlfriend, right? So that to me, that's what I want. If a girl go out and buy me a brand new video game, that's just very... Now, my dude, he got Suicide Squad, killed the Justice League, and heard that game didn't do well. So he kind of like got a sucky game, but he was very, very appreciative because, you know, he his girlfriend got it for him, you know? So that was, that was pretty cute in my eyes. Uh, but anyway, we shouldn't be humbug on people who fall in love. Like I say, hey, if a girl buy me a brand new video game on Valentine's Day, hey, what you want? What you want to eat? You want to go to Mangiano's? You want to go to Ruth Chris? Where do you want to go to dinner tonight? Because video games are very expensive. <laughs> That's the point of where I'm getting. But it's not always about the presence you buy somebody. I also saw on Facebook, uh, and this was right on Valentine's Day, right in New York. This was early morning when I was getting up, and after scrolling through, you know, a lot of people. Uh, there was this dude who who was d- treating his daughter on Valentine's Day. His dude bought him a uh, new uh, a flower thing, a little nice little flower, and a new iPhone. I don't know who would buy you. I mean, hey, if you got it like that, big big pimping, then hey, by all means, buy your daughter a new iPhone for Valentine's Day. That's more of a Christmas and birthday gift to me. But hey, you do you. That's your money. And then his girlfriend got upset. I don't know if y'all seen that, but I've seen it. Girlfriend got upset because girlfriend didn't have, did wasn't giving gifts. She was not giving a flower. She was not giving something something tangible that she can touch. Right. The dude mentions on like, hey, I'm taking you to dinner later. Like, I'm just making a pit stop to go see my daughter. And it was kind of a, you know, he had to uh, schedule the time to see his daughter because, they, I mean, the parents are divorced and split and baby mama, baby daddy, whatever. Right. And it, it really it really got to me. I really got to thinking about that because when I saw that and I played the Charlemagne clip, we it's true that you can't say humbug to this 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 holiday because it may not be a federal holiday but it is a holiday people and we do celebrate it right but you also got to remember it's not always about the materialistic things right and i think that's where maybe and charlemagne might agree with me if he's listening i doubt it but if he is I can kind of see why certain people, man or woman, doesn't matter, man or woman, can say all humbug to it, right? I used to be that person where I hated Valentine's Day because I was seeing somebody and I got my heart broken, right? Or fast forward later, years later, I liked somebody and then, you know, expressing my likeness to that, that somebody, my love for that somebody, and they ended up turning me down. Right. And I'll go on this platform and say, yeah, I've been rejected more ways than one, y'all. I've been rejected a whole hell of a lot. And I don't want to say in my line time because I'm still young, but I've been rejected a lot. And I'm okay with that. But you're never going to see, see me say, oh, humbug to Valentine's Day. Right. 
if you have that certain someone that you love, by all means, you hold on to that special someone that you love, right? Love is love. You can't help who you like and who you love, but it's not always about the materialistic things. And that's where I kind of, I say I'm joking, I'm one of those haters, right? And Charlemagne the God, he gave his Dunkin' of the day, but I can kind of counteract that too, because maybe, not me, but maybe there's a guy out there who had somebody that really just wanted that person for materialistic things, money, cars, um, presents, uh, fancy dinners, expensive clothing, right? Stuff to be paid for, financially dependent on. And maybe the guy got a, had enough of that. And maybe that he wants to say, okay, I broke off with this, this, this person, man or woman, doesn't matter. We're not going to gentrify it here. But I broke off with this person simply because they were not good for me. They only cared about what I could do for them financially. That's why I can kind of see why um, people might say humbug to the holiday, right? People might say humbug to it because, and I'm one of them, and I, and I joke, but I'm seriously one of them because maybe I haven't had somebody special, someone in a very long time. It's true. I haven't had somebody special in quite, a, quite some time now. I'm okay with that, right? I know mine's going to come when she comes, right? She's going she's gonna to be that special someone for me. I'm just, I, God got a plan for me for that one. But that's why you can kind of see why people are saying humbug to this. Because maybe they've been single or they've been single because they got their heart broken and they just never got back into the role of finding that special someone. And now they're miserable and they're sad. Right. And that's why you see people that say humbug to Valentine's Day. They don't like it. It's their most hated holiday. Right. So it's, it's, it's very interesting what we celebrate is one of those things that it does happen, but um, it happens. And I just hope that I hope we get better at it. You know, I think next year it's going to be the same. It's going to be and it's going to be materialistic things. And it's going to be kind of uh, for big businesses. It's kind of more of a capitalism type of thing where, hey, Valentine's Day is coming up. Let's see all the Tiffany and company and the K jewelers and the Zales and Target's special Valentine's Day premium. Right. Because they want to make that sale. Right. But shout out to all the lovers out there. For sure. Now, speaking of lovers, if you want to call it that, I wanted to play something that I want, I'm going to review on the show when I see it. And it's a blessing for us because it's on Netflix, so I get to see it for free because I've got a Netflix Mr. account. Mr. Malloy, this is Mia Harper. I'd like to meet you to discuss your case. <laughs> With the prosecution, New this is KLP. I know that you have an eye for details, so don't leave anything out. Netflix presents. She was a goddess. One day I came back and she was gone. So you believe this guy? Desire, why did you do it? I've never seen anything like it. You always go with your gut. Please, this is my life and they're trying to ruin me. You're repping Zaire. Not a sponsor, by the way. Not a sponsor, by the way. From Tyler Perry. First word. What do you see? Longing. Mia. New KLP. Longing. I am your attorney. I am not your friend. He liked to pull my hair and make me gag. He was sadistic. 
I'm the type of man who loves to see pleasure on my woman's face, not pain. What do you think? If he's bad, he is a psychopath. Come here. That does not seem appropriate. Your eyes know it's appropriate. Close your eyes. Someone has been covering up evidence in this case. Why would she record this? I don't know, Mia. DNA found in lose one of control. the paintings. It's enough to bury your ass. You can do it, don't you lose it. You have no idea who he is. A snake is never violent when stalking their prey. It's only when they get right into striking distance that they become very violent. Mia Kupla. Written by Tyler Perry, February 23rd. Rated R. All right. Tyler Perry. Uh, yeah. So Tyler Perry got something else coming out. Um, I knew this was coming because obviously we all saw that Tyler Perry had, you know, uh, I think it was a five movie deal with Netflix. And then I think he had like a three movie deal with Prime, if I'm not mistaken. So shout out to Tyler Perry for sure. Right. I ain't going to sit here and I'm not going to sit here and, and hate. Right. A lot of people don't like Tyler Perry. A lot of people don't like the film style of it based off what I've been reading with or seeing with Monique and all of that, right? I got some choice words and some questions about that. But Tyler Perry, new movie coming out, drama legal theory. Uh, it's about two hours. It's called. And if it, if I say this right, right, give me a thumbs up in the comments. Mia Copa or Mia Koopa, Mia Koopa. I think that's how you pronounce it. Kelly Rowland looks sexy in this movie. I don't mean to gingerfy it. I don't mean to sound sexist, but she's she looks beautiful in this movie. But you know all the people watching this movie are like, mm-hmm. oh girl, we all know that's gonna happen. That's the that's the Tyler Perry signature when it comes down to it. Tyler Perry signature is like, okay, go ahead, girl. Ooh, we know that's gonna happen. Now, I'm just going to be honest because honestly, like it or hate him, I got a buddy that works for Tyler Perry Studios. I want to work for Tyler Perry Studios too because I want to be out there and figure out this film thing, right? So I ain't going to hate on him for, for making movies. I just really hope that this one is one of his best ones. I like it when Tyler Perry is not necessarily doing the Medea movies and he really writes a great script and he really does a great movie. Like it or hate him, I enjoyed the movie The Jazzman's Blues. When he did Jazzman's Blues was my favorite Tyler Perry movie because he wrote it, he shot it, and it was just shot so well, and the script was so good. That's that's the Tyler Perry. I was I think I pod about this earlier too. Um, when it when Jasmine Blues came out a year or two back, and I podcast about it. This is the movie. That's the type of movies I like to I like Tyler Perry to make. I don't necessarily like the we filmed it in six days and 
and I don't know if we they filmed this movie in six days or not. I hope not. I don't like the whole we filmed this this shit in six days and boom, there you go, cut. We made a movie, right? Because Tyler Perry has the budget to really spread a movie. Now, I'm not gonna hate on the brother for making movies in six days because i made a movie in six days 1943 that's one of my movies that was made in two that was made in two weeks actually well the animation part was made in two weeks and then it took us about a month to get you know distribution out so i'm guilty of that right because when you think of a business aspect of it you want to film it and i hate to say this but and i don't encourage filmmakers to do this but filmmakers they understand a budget they understand time and pressure if you can cut it quick and cheap we'll pick you up that's what network networks are looking for right um but i just truly hope that they took their time with this one i i, I want this to be a very success netflix is hey i i i know when this movie comes out it's going to be number one on netflix I, look we get it netflix has this, this algorithm thing where and i hate because i want to be on netflix too but come on Let's be real here. Every movie, when you when you are a Netflix exclusive, yeah, of course you're going to be number one on your own network, right? Um, so Kelly Rowland's in this one. Ron Rico Lee. Ron Rico Lee has been in so many incredible stuff. Uh, Survivors, uh, Remorse, for one. He's been in um, Medea Goes to Jail. So he's worked with Tyler Perry before. So it's really, really cool to see that he's still cooking. Um, he's still cooking out some stuff with his acting. Um, so it's good to see him back into the big screen. Well, I, I don't want to say big screen because it's streaming, but it's I mean, that's big. You're on Netflix. That's that's huge. Um, and all of these other new actors, I don't know, like Travante Rhodes. That's the dude. I don't know who he is, but I'm going to find out when I watch this movie. Um, Nick Cigar. Uh, I don't know who and Sean Cigar. I don't know who they are, but I'm very, very excited to see what they are. Um, Ava Hills in this one. Angela Robinson. Don't really know who she is. Uh, Callie Johnson. Don't really know who she is. I think it's really Rarico Lee and Kelly Rowland are the two people that I know for sure. Um, very, very short cast too. Uh, it's not a whole lot of people in this one. Um, but like I say, Tyler Perry got his movies make who copa may copa um like i said i just hope this movie's good i just i really hope that this movie uh does very well i'm sure it will um i just don't like i like his movies to really be very thoughtful and to really work on really work on it like i feel like jasmine's blues was really good from tyler perry i like good deeds good deeds that came out in 2012 that was pretty decent right uh, acrimony could have been good if he would have took more time and just further explained it a little bit more, explain the story out a little bit more. But it's okay, it's decent, right? Um, and I pray that his sets didn't didn't look cheap. Like I say, and I'm not hating on the man so much, guys. It's just Tyler Perry has money to really do a project, right? I get it if you're if your set is cheap because you're indie. Because I made movies where people say, hey, that set looks a little cheap, but hey, this is the budget we got to roll with. You know, Tyler Perry has Tyler Perry money and Netflix money. So that's why I'm not giving him that much pass when it comes to set design and the camera work, because Tyler Perry has money to really pull a project off. But I get it. It's part of business. 
If you can film it cheap and you save money, hey, you made a profit, right? It's, it's business. If you buy, if you are making a project and you're spending less money on it and it looks good, it looks like you put money into it, but you spend less money on it. And then if it does really well, hey, you made a profit. I understand that from a business perspective. I, I got, I'm about to graduate a master's degree in business, so I understand the business aspect of this. But the really hone in on craftsmanship of your films and you've got the budget to really do it, that's why I don't give people passes. I don't. I'm not going to give you a pass with this one. But like I say, when a movie comes out, it comes out this week, actually, or, yeah, the 23rd. Um, so and next, the next week's podcast is going to be good because we've got that movie coming out this Friday, actually. So that's going to be my weekend entertainment. And then next weekend, Final Fantasy Rebirth comes out. Can't wait for that. Wait for that review. Um, and we're heading in, into March. So like I say, we'll wait. We'll watch it. I'm going to watch it for sure because I'm going to write about it and I'm going to podcast about it for sure. So, hey, by all means. Now, we got a question that came in to the forum today before we wrap up our podcast today. And it's been a very good one, by the way. Uh, if some of the lesser known holidays were commercialized, what would the commercialization look like? Now, this is a very interesting question um, because we just talked about a major, I guess a major one, guys, I guess, major holiday of being Valentine's Day. That was a couple days ago. Again, I was in New York on Valentine's Day filming, so it was very, very interesting. So here are the lesser knowns, and I had to Google it because there's a lot of lesser known holidays. These are more like just day days, really. I mean, you've got World Kindness Day. I feel like World Con Kindness Day will be, I think World Kindness Day will be interesting. Let's take World Kindness Day for the first example. I picture that one being not businesses giving back, <laughs> right? And I'm thinking this from a business perspective because the question is, the question is, how would this be commercialized? So I'm thinking business. I'm thinking capital, right? World Kindness Day probably would be, okay, let's take Chick-fil-A, right? World Kindness Day, let's say that that's a holiday that's on a Monday and Chick-fil-A is open. What Chick-fil-A might do would be if you buy a meal, you get a free cookie. Or if you buy if you buy a meal and you make it a large, then you get a cookie and a brownie. Right? Or if you buy a shake, you get a free drink along with that shake. World Kindness Day, right? Same thing with, let's say, McDonald's. Let's say if you bought a, a McNugget, 12-piece, large fry, getting kind of hungry here. I shouldn't have said that because I ate McDonald's in New York, too. They taste different up there. Um, you might get an extra drink for free. That's And they'll claim it as, hey, it's World Kindness Day, so we want to be kind and give back to our world. But you got to buy with the purchase of. See, that's how they get you. You you can't go in and think, oh, okay, you get this one thing for free. With This is the tagline. You get this for free. With the purchase of, that's how they get you. So that's what I see it. Um, uh, they got another one here. I forgot day. <laughs> no, that's never going to happen. I forgot day. Um, I think that would be 
And then the, the other one, it says International Forgiveness Day. So it kind of goes hand in hand. But the I Forgot Day, if that was a national holiday, um, everybody would be fired from their jobs because everybody would not show up to work that day. And, they, and then the employer might say, what happened? Well, it's I Forgot Day. So I forgot to come to work, right? Um, so that's never going to that's never gonna happen. Uh, lemonade Day. Um, I picture that again for a lot of restaurants when it comes down to Lemonade Day. I picture them saying, you know, Chick-fil-A, for an example, hey, with the purchase of a, a meal, you get a drink for free and then you get another one for free because it's Lemonade Day. You get Lemonade for free. Um, National Spaghetti Day, I wouldn't really celebrate with commercials and businesses. Nobody does spaghetti like myself and my mom. Those are the only two people that I know can make some really good spaghetti. And that's the only spaghetti I'm going to eat is my mom and mine's. The only collard greens I would eat are both my grandma's, right? Um, yeah. So National Spaghetti Day, I don't really, you know. Uh, nap day? Shoot, it's like every day for everybody else. Nap day. International Cat Day. Um, I do have a cat. Uh, I don't say I, but, you know, my brother has a cat. Um, let's see. Freedom Day. Um, that's kind of like 4th of the, well, our Freedom Day was Juneteenth, but 4th of July and Juneteenth. So that's kind of a major holiday. And we all see how they nationalize that. So, um, with both holidays. So, you know, uh, they got National Creamsicle Day. It's kind of like the same of, uh, National Ice Cream Day. I believe it. I, and this reminds me. We did, when I worked in hotels, we did this thing called National Cookie Day. And what the hotel, what we did was we bought a whole batch of, like, cookies. And when guests would check in, we would give them one free cookie, right? That was something we did. Um, shout out to Marriott, I guess. Um, but, yeah, we did National Cookie Day. So that's how we, how we, how we do it. Um, like I say, those are the, really the holidays, I would say, Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> they got one of them, guys. They got National Pass Gas Day. <laughs> that's kind of nasty. <laughs> that's kind of disturbing. National Pass Gas Day. I don't think I like that one. They got Kiss a Ginger Day on January 12th. They got actual dates for this one. So let's look. Uh, the 19th. So they don't have. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Nope, they didn't like. Uh, they don't have the February 19th uh, as the time of this recording but two days ago february 15th that was a noise squidward day <laughs> um oh tomorrow's hootie who day tomorrow's hootie who day i can't wait to, i can't wait for that that's interesting uh let's see march 8th it's be nasty day that, that's these are really gross sounding and then March 18th is National Awkward Moments Day. I have those days every day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so that's how I would see some of these being, like, commercialized. Ooh, that's kind of scary. January 1st was Z Day. Do they mean, like, Gen Z or... I don't know what that means, but Z Day, I don't know what that means. Um, And then January 1st also was National Thank God is Monday Day. <laughs> It's interesting. So that's how I see some of those being like commercialized. Um, like I say, 
uh, National um, Kindness Day. I see a lot of restaurants giving something back with the purchase of. They're not going to give shit for free. Nothing's for free in this world. You know, I had to go to the grocery store and I spent almost $100 at the grocery store. Just myself getting groceries. That's how bad it is out here. Um, but the National I Forgot Day, that's interesting. But that might get a lot of people fired. You know, that might get a lot of people fired because simply people, somebody can say, hey, I forgot to come to work because it's National I Forgot Day. Right. And if if they let it slide, if they just if they let it slide, then they might. They might have been something there. Right. They might have been something right there. So. So we're going to wrap up here on the podcast. I'm trying to find a music because I didn't cue this stuff up. And that's kind of what I do on the podcast. I don't really. I don't really. uh get a lot of things together when it comes down to um the okay i got one i got one so sorry y'all had to cue music up because i i I, we were just going with the podcast i I didn't cue this stuff up um so that's gonna wrap up wrap up here the podcast for sure stay tuned if you're watching the audio version of this podcast uh we thank you thank you guys for that now we're going on to our sleeper The boys and girls, I got some true stories to tell. Hey. You're back outside, New KLP. but they still lie. Whoa, yeah. Take off the fufu, take off the couches, take off the wifi, take off the money phone, take off the car loan, take off the flex and the white loss, take it off, take off the weird ass jewelry, I'ma take 10 steps, then I'm taking off top off, take it off, you want this beat, right? It's a real world outside, take off your idols, take off the wrong way, take off the pyro, take off the sample, pay five days, pay, take off for the meal, hella final, take off the far flat, take off reception, take off the cop with the iPads, take off the hello, like I say, thank y'all for staying tuned, man, I appreciate it for sure, stay tuned, KLP Aftermath this week, along with SNN Primetime News. Take it off. Take it off. We thank y'all for that. Look at fuck. Two ATMs. Who you think they talk about? Talk about us. Who you think they carry out? Carry out us. The word in the panic, the women is stranded, the men on the run, the profits are banned, the laws take advantage, the market is crashing, the industry wants niggas and bitches to sleep in the box while they making the mockery following us. Stay tuned again. Vox Times, we're coming back writing articles, y'all. We back. We back in the office from New York. Shout out to all my people in New York, by the way. I'm done with the sensitive, taking it personal, done with the black and the white, the wrong and the right. You hoping for change in clericals. I know the feelings that came with burials cries. Fuck. You out of pocket. Huh. Two ATMs, you step in the what? You out of pocket. Who you think they talk, talk about? Talk about us. Hey, Alright, y'all, we out. Thank y'all so much for staying tuned. We love y'all. And we out.
live from Swanky 93.3 and the Heat 94.6 brings back the hottest hip-hop radio show live from KLP Entertainment and KLP Studio. Morning with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. You know what it is? Put your hands up. Tune in now on any audio platform. Go.